On this episode of the Loud Outs podcast, Cuba advances in the World Baseball Classic. The matchup that we had all been dreaming of, the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico winner advances, loser goes home, and perhaps maybe for the first time ever, Ryan Spielberg's thinking that Max Scherzer had a pretty bad idea. Some great human interest stories as well uh, from the WBC. The Loud Outs podcast starts now. Welcome into another Loud Outs podcast here, CJ Nikowski and Ryan Spielborgs. And we have been WBC crazy, and we hope you have been too, because it has been amazing. Spilly has been in Arizona calling games with Mike Farron right here on MLB Network Radio, Channel 89. You can catch the games there. You can also catch our regular show there, 3 to 6 Eastern time on MLB Network Radio. But you've seen it, you lived it, Spilly, and we continue uh, to move forward here. This is an exciting day. We're taping on Wednesday Right now, Cuba just finished up a win. They are advancing now, and they will be in Miami. Just when we thought Cuba was down for the count, right, from the very beginning of this WBC, it did not look good for them. They lost their first two. It didn't matter because they ended up in a pool where everybody went two and two. They win a tiebreaker. They advance. They win their quarterfinal game. They are now headed to the United States to play in Miami. I heard Eduardo Perez on the leadoff spot on MLB Network Radio this morning talking about the absolute chaos and the excitement right now that is surrounding Team Cuba coming to Miami. We know uh, there is a huge Cuban contingent in that part of the country. Just when we thought things were great, they're about to get better. It, you know what? This WBC, and by the way, I'm I'm running at the very end of my uh, of of my WBC kind of like gas that i have we, we mike farron and i are pretty pretty spent at this time you guys are crushing feels, it man it feels like i've been at a camp like i've been at some like <laughs> some away camp and i'm ready to come home uh i you know what what's cool about cuba is cuba in in years past cj and i, and I know this because I've, i have uh, some friends and some coaches that have uh worked with the cuban federation one of the big problems that they had was that they they weren't playing clean baseball they and they wanted to tighten up their, you know, Japan and Korea play this really clean baseball. They don't make mistakes. And Cuba got a, was was about the flash and and about you know trying to hit the ball hard and and it was just they so they spent time in the last couple of months making sure they hit cutoff men, making sure they run the bases, making sure they're not celebrating when they get a base hit. And like it's paid off. They're trying to play clean, quality, high caliber baseball so they can advance in this in this tournament because they've been disappointed in years past. So it's it's kind of neat to see because their their style of play is so different. Uh, how they go and play that that brand of baseball it's so fun because they're so emotional, but they're adding the technical element with their style, mm. which makes them really like an interesting kind of team because if if they are able to put it together if they are doing the small things to win a baseball game you know, drop a bunt take a walk cuba is going to be in a position where they can they can get really far just beyond the quarterfinals in miami mm. and and like that's the part where i mean all these all these miniature stories within the wbc have, have been great to begin with but an entire country and their brand of baseball changing from what they've done in years past I think is an even bigger story. Yeah, it is a pretty big one. And just the way they overcame this, right, in as, as far as the recent story with them, uh, thinking, you know what, they really couldn't draw from as much talent as they wanted to. Some uh, players that are kind of stuck in limbo who have left Cuba, 
uh, can't be on the team. Some of the big leaders that played, some that haven't. You want to assess, but has started with this group, left the team. A uh, couple different stories there and whether or not he'll actually be back or not, had to attend to some personal business. It was believed that he will be back when they go to Miami. That remains uh, to be seen. So they certainly are carrying some great momentum to the States now after leaving Asia to advance in this WBC. A 4-3 final for them today, uh, early this morning, uh, got them that victory. The other part of it now is what else is going on in Miami. And we had kind of anticipated this the last time we talked on the podcast. We were looking forward potentially to Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic and how important that game would be. It is really important. It happens tonight, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time. So hopefully you're listening to this podcast before uh, the game. We'll certainly cover it uh, afterwards as well. What a pitching matchup we have here. 37-year-old Johnny Cueto is going to be going for the Dominican Republic. 24-year-old. Dominic Hamill, I just found out from our guy, Eduardo Perez, text me back and let me know that that's likely to be the starter tonight. Uh, a kid that was in a ball last year uh, with the New York Mets pitching at Port St. Lucie and also pitching uh, in Brooklyn. So a couple of different a ball spots for him uh, in the organization. So pretty good numbers from him so far, but he hasn't been above a ball and he's 24 years old and he will be pitching uh, against Johnny Cueto uh, for a kid who actually was born in Arizona. Uh, so uh, an American kid, obviously, with uh, Puerto Rican heritage, and that's why he's playing pitched at Dallas Baptist uh, University. But what a moment for him. This is the biggest moment of his life by far, and that's what the WBC has brought us. We know the scene is going to be incredible uh, in Miami, but these storylines keep happening and happening throughout the WBC, whether it's some older guys that haven't played professionally in five, six, seven years, guys that are on their way out, or young guys that we have seen, right, the cool story about the kid getting signed uh, by the Detroit Tigers uh, <laughs> after striking out the middle of that uh, Dominican lineup with, uh, what was it? it, was Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, and Rafael, and Rafael Devers. Devers. And, he, and then all he gets out of that, that's something out of a movie. He gets a contract with the Detroit Tigers um, because of it at 21 years old, which was amazing. But tonight, uh, Puerto Rico, Dominican, exactly what we thought was going to happen. Winner advances, loser goes home. That atmosphere is going to be electric. I, I mean, insane. Insane in Dominican. You know, it's kind of put it together the last couple of games that they that they've had. I mean, just watching the lineup, seeing even Nelson Cruz, you know, getting a chance to, to play the general manager of of Team Dominican, putting himself in the outfield. This this one's a really fun story. First off, like Johnny Cueto is now a Miami Marlins, so he gets to play in the ballpark where he's going to pitch it over the course of the year. And you know, from from a young kid's perspective too like i've already seen it where you know these these young players that are in a ball you might say like man they've been good like pitching wise there's mm -hmm. been there's been some pitchers with really good stuff and they're they're just an a ball uh, and it's almost as if you're it's not like a sink or swim but it's it's throwing them into the into the fire and seeing how they return from it they come back like in better shape so i i I can't imagine what it's going to feel like for Team Puerto Rico, Team Rubio. Uh, and I could imagine the favorite. I mean, Dominican's been our favorite as far as like the lineup and mm. the arms. They 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 were a heavy favorite coming into the entire WBC tournament uh, to win the whole thing. And I still believe the winner of this tournament comes out of Miami. And and when I when I consider tonight's game, like if it's Puerto Rico that loses, ultimate disappointment. If it's Dominican that loses, wow, like super disappointing. So both of those teams both believe that they can make it to the finals. No doubt. And one of them's going home. 
And remember, we did this at the very beginning, and you and I both wanted to pick the Dominican Republic to win it all. You went first, and so I figured, oh, let me make it interesting, at least try to pick somebody else. But we both expected the Dominican uh, to be champions at the end of this thing. That was kind of our uh, prediction. And so I said, oh, I'll just take Team Japan, then I'll just take a different team just so I have a chance to to maybe be right. But my heart wasn't there. And who knows, that actually might end up working out uh, in our favor as well, at least my favor. Not really, because it's not what I wanted to do, uh, but it does seem like Team Japan is in You'll really good smart. shape. As well, yeah. I'll try to, you know, we'll play it back only as if I was so convicted, and that was the team um, that I wanted to pick. How about this thought I just had? So Johnny Cueto is going tonight. We have the new rules in baseball, which they're putting some restrictions on pitchers' deliveries. There is an outside chance, Billy, that this may be the last time we get to see the triple shimmy or the quadruple shimmy or whatever it else that Johnny Cueto wants to do with his delivery. 17 leg kicks before he actually throws a pitch. Like Major League Baseball has essentially outlawed that going forward. This may be it. The swan song. Maybe he plays again. Maybe you can see it in winter ball. He seems like the kind of guy that would continue playing winter ball into his 40s just for fun. But this, I mean, on a, on the biggest stage that we have in this WBC and perhaps at the biggest stage for the rest of eternity, uh, this may be the last time we get to see Johnny Cueto with all the fun antics that he does uh, on the mound while he's pitching because Major League Baseball ruined fun. That's what they yeah, did. Spilly. Yeah, ba- yeah. baseball doesn't like fun. Ma- Major League Baseball thinks it's terrible. No, it, it, we. I've actually seen a couple shimmies in Phoenix <laughs> and, and for people that you wouldn't expect to see shimmy. I even saw one that I would love to challenge Johnny Cueto to do. Uh, Team Columbia, there was, he was a left-handed pitcher. I believe it was like, you know, Garcia. And his leg shimmy, he went full like, dirt in the pants mm. he got his leg in the air and started shaking it vibrating it and then threw the pitch <laughs> it was great so i want to see cueto do that but you're right uh johnny cueto is going to do one last shimmy i've seen a couple shimmies i've mm. also seen a couple guys uh finish their careers in this wbc tournament cj the one i saw yesterday real quick was mm. with the, was this guy daniel cooper and Cooper, he pitched at USC. He's been re- out of baseball, professional baseball, since 2011. And uh, he works for a startup company in, in California. And Cooper didn't have a catch partner. He didn't know if he was going to even be part of the team because he's so old. And they thought Great Britain Great Britain had some, some arms that were pretty good. Hmm. And so he would come home from work and throw. He had a bag of balls he would throw into a net to just get his arm strength up when he walked off the mound yesterday, he ended up coming into a situation against Mexico where he struck out Randy Rosarena and then got a ground out of Alex Verdugo. Mm. And as he walked off the mound, you could see the tears were in his eyes because that was it. Yeah. He said goodbye to baseball on his own terms, which is I didn't get a chance to do that. Did you get a chance to say goodbye to baseball in your tears? No, gosh, no, no. I just, when the phone didn't ring and I didn't have any opportunities and I was like, well, I got to go get another job now. And uh, off we went. I still haven't announced my retirement. That's what we need to do. I, you know, I poke some fun sometimes at guys that do it like three years after they, they last competed. Like we already knew, but all right, if you want to announce it, go for it, knock yourself out. Did Um, you ever fill up paperwork? No, I haven't done any of it, man. I threw my last pitch in 2013. Actually, yeah, just a little over 10 years ago. It was January of 2013 in winter ball. I hit a lefty with a sidearm fastball. Um, my wife turned the TV off. She had it because she was down there with me in Dominican playoffs. And uh, that was that. That was the end. I was hoping to go to spring training and throw a pitch as a 40-year-old. Didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, I ended. I started my career with a four-pitch walk, ended it with a hit-by-pitch. And a lot of me here to, 
uh, in between uh, for sure over those 19 years. But no, I didn't get to go out on my uh, on my own terms, um, and uh, very few of us actually do. So, but that's cool. Those moments have been amazing. This is like the greatest men's league baseball ever, right? The guys that are yeah. coming oh, out yeah. of of work and maybe oh, like I could probably get this guy out. And listen, there's a couple of guys that are telling that story where it's actually true uh, when they're having a few cold ones with their buddies. So that part has been really um, incredible and some fun stories and appreciation of careers and the game. And that's some really kind of sad stories. The Adam Lowen story, um, which I know you had a chance to see. This was a guy that I actually got to play with at the very end of my career when he was a position player, right? Originally a pitcher, became a position player, went back to uh, pitching again and had gotten hurt and went through some really tough times. His wife had passed away breast cancer uh, a couple of years ago. They have a couple of young kids. And the fact that he was able to get back healthy enough uh, to pitch what he had, I think, a couple of walks and a strikeout in his inning, uh, in which he threw a two-thirds of an inning, got to walk off the mat, and his kids got to see him do yeah. what he loves, man. I mean, you were you were closer to that than I was. I read it and watched it, um, but a guy that I knew a little bit, just a really nice guy from Team Canada, uh, certainly a really sad story. I was unaware that his wife had, had passed away, um, but really an amazing story and an emotional ending to another career. And just amazing for his kids to be able to see that. And you almost wish it didn't have to happen, obviously, because of the sadness that surrounds it. Uh, but another great human interest story from the WBC with Adam Lowen. Yeah, Lowen's story was was amazing. Ernie Wett, the uh, the manager of Team Canada, had tears in his eyes when he came and grabbed Lowen. Uh, what was it? What was really kind of cute about the the post post game conversation with Adam Lowen is he was talking to media and he says, "Hey, I gotta go." I got to put my kids to bed because it was like, it was like 11 o'clock at night. Um, Rio Gomez, Pedro Gomez's son pitched in pitch for team. I mean, we've had some, some teary eyed moments in this WBC. So it's, it's been, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's been a nice refresher for these players to play, play baseball in a way that, that felt bigger, Mm. right? It wasn't, it it just felt different. Uh, and and the human interest stories of the of the WBC has made this WBC full for me. So, uh, I mean, like, yeah, we we've we've shed some tears watching guys play, which I I mean, you and I we've never shed a tear mm-hmm. unless it's like a, a like the fourth game of a fourth game in a row and we're getting into the third straight extra inning game. Like we're, we and don't shed no pitch tears. Clock. Yeah. There's no pitch clocks. I <laughs> no mean, automatic like, runner at second base. No, no. And so I I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed these, uh, these emotional roller coasters of, of being connected to some of these players because in, in the case of Pedro Gomez and Rio Gomez, Pedro used to show me videos of his son when he was in high school. Yeah, you know, like we've gotten a chance to know Pedro. Pedro was amazing. Passed away a couple of years ago, right before Super Bowl. Uh, and and his son was, you know, he's in the Boston Red Sox organization, reliever, left-handed reliever. And you know, we've we've watched him. You know, yeah. I've watched him grow. And like, and it's sad. I mean, Pedro Gomez was was amazing. He was he loved baseball, mm-hmm. loved baseball, and so we miss him. Yeah, really proud of his son. And I remember talking to him one time about it. He's like, man, you, you realize how hard this game is when you have a child that's that's trying to do it, uh, you know, and trying to do it professionally and go through college and all the things that come along with, you know, being an amateur and chasing the dream, having covered the game as long as he did. But you're living it a little bit differently as a parent at that point. So there was another kind of special connection that no doubt made him an even better writer and broadcaster uh, in the process because of that experience as well. So it was another uh, really touching moment that we've gotten from the WBC, which gets me to a couple of things I wonder. So it's been six years, 
right? Because of COVID and the lockout and we pushed this whole thing back. And we used to, it was every three, which I like to think, we, if I'm not mistaken, do we go every four, then every three was the idea? Um, I think so. I mean, yeah. the, the entire tournament, the entire tournament started out of, a, you know, you, the Olympics getting rid of, of baseball. Yeah. I, I think, I think every three years makes more sense. The timing of it makes sense. I know Max Scherzer was like, you know, if we if we played this tournament in the middle of the season, you'd probably get some more guys to pitch. I was yes, like, yes. save it, Max. <laughs> I, I he's, mean, he's like, got some really good opinions. I could not disagree with that one more for sure. I'm with you. No I, bueno. I, I I muted him. I tell look, Max. Here's the deal: no one is is pitching in the middle of the season. It doesn't yeah. work. You either are in before the year starts, or you're not. Spilly, we uh, can't get everybody to participate in the All-Star game. You think we're going to get everybody to take time off and go through a, you know, no. two weeks of the WBC in the middle of the no, season? No, no chance. No, no, no. Ma- Max's, Max's opinion was not good. No. Um, so I, I think it's the timing of it works. It certainly helps if if Team America wants to, you know, Team USA wants to play in this. They need more guys playing winter ball. Yeah. that That's about it. I mean, yeah. otherwise, the, the position players have been fine, unfortunately, for Team Canada. Uh, Freddie Freeman had to come out because of a, a hamstring. It was mild at best, um, but we haven't seen any injuries. But how about so the reaction far. if you're uh, Dave Roberts watching oh. that game? You already lost Gavin Lux for the year. They did not go necessarily big. We know this offseason and adding for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And you even get the news or you see Freddie Freeman rubbing that hamstring and coming out of the game. Uh, that There has to be some instant panic there. Regardless, even if we find out it's not going to be that big of a deal and he'll still be ready at the beginning of the season or something close to it, um, I, that feeling for him, for that front office in that moment, that's where the WBC is not fun for executives. Like they, I'm sure they like watching the games. They don't necessarily love watching their players at risk of something like this happening. So hopefully it's not significant, uh, but it did happen. And no doubt there was some sheer panic. Something I think you might have brought up and something I felt uh, also uh, pretty convicted about. How about the first time in the WBC that you saw an infielder in short right field? And it was just like, Bleh. like I hated it so much. Like yes. I didn't realize how much I hated the shift yes. until we got rid of it. Yes. And then we got to see it again. I mean, yes. I was disgusted by it. It's crazy. Like I like the idea of banning the shift and not that you want to punish innovation and teams being really smart, but it's hurt the game. There's no two ways about it. You got smarter. You're great at preventing hits and runs, but that's not great for the entertainment value of our game. So the shift is gone. That was a smart move by Major League Baseball. But seeing it again in this WBC, I was disgusted, Spilly. Uh, offended. Uh, offensive. I mean, it's like somebody that goes on a plane and puts their feet on the, on on a seat no. or or eats a Ugh. tuna fish sandwich on a plane for everybody else to <laughs> like. Like, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly right. It's exactly right. The mm. the shift when you're watching it and even what it does to the rest of the defense, even though it works. I mean, that's that's the problem is the shift really does work. Um, but watching it, you're like, go away, shift. Like, yeah. we don't want you. Oh, we don't I want you it. anymore. Go I hated away. It. How about I mean, I'm assuming for you as well, the pitch clock. All right, we got the taste of it in spring training. We've got I these unbelievable the game clock. times and you don't get it in the WBC. Um, you know, the more, you know, we, we sit there and kind of almost workshop this thing and work through it a little bit, uh, whether it's WBC or not, because there have been great moments. Um, I was talking to Eduardo, I mean, the, the month of March on, on MLB Network Radio, we're kind of all over the place, right? Especially this year because of the WBC. I've been bouncing around doing 
the leadoff spot in the morning. I uh, did power rally a couple times this week. I'll be back on loud outs with uh, Kevin Franson, who'll be filling in, and then Chris Jimenez will be filling in on Thursday and Friday. They have their Saturday show, which is worth checking out. Another version of loud outs, by the way, 10 o'clock Eastern time. They absolutely crush it. But we're all over the place. And so I was working with Eduardo uh, one morning and kind of having this, you know, whole conversation uh, about the pitch clock. And I think I agree, man. Like, I, I know Major League Baseball is not going to do it because it just seems like they're, they're, the adjustments, they may make some, but they don't think they'll make them this drastic. We don't need it in the ninth inning of a game that is close, you know, within yeah. two to four runs somewhere, you know, down by two, up by four, whatever it may be. I think that's the only time like it's, I get, I'm enjoying it. It's been great. All this that's going on. And I know it's, it's led to some longer WBC games. Fortunately, you do have the run rules 15 after 10 and uh, 10 after seven, as far as the run differential there, uh, that's helped a little bit. Otherwise you would have been there even longer as we saw a bunch of mercy rule games the other day. But I don't know, man, WBC watching this shift stuff all coming kind of to uh, fruition ahead as we get to see it. What about the pitch clock um, getting rid of it in the ninth inning? Is, is that the solution for the drama moments so we don't have any of the nonsense walk-offs or games ending with a pitch clock violation? Man, I, yeah, CJ, this one's been really tough because if you go, okay, so you do the ninth, well, what about the eighth inning? And if it's like the eighth inning, well, why not the seventh? So then you start putting lines in the sand of, of like, well, what, what is leverage? When, yeah. when, when can you not have the clock? I mean, what, 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 like, what about fourth inning bases loaded starter on the ropes and yeah. he needs that extra breather. I don't know how that gets yeah. resolved. I, I think you're right, but you know, these games, these games are flying on spring training. And I think a lot of people have appreciated the clock. And if you do get to a game where it's, you know, two hours and seven minutes, you're, you're already flying through it. And if you get a violation, which we know violations eventually are going to go away yeah. uh, just because these players get used to it. But it, uh, if, if anything happens in the first month and you, we know how important a win is, like no. it comes down to the wire, the last game of the season, there's, there's a team. Imagine uh, we lost a game in April, April 14th to Boston on a pitch violation. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about what happened in National League East last year, right? I mean, you know, it was down to a game. The, the Milwaukee Brewers missed the postseason by a game, right? I mean, these things still happen in our game, despite the fact we'll play a 162-game season. So I don't know. I just feel like the game ending with one, a little bit more of that drama for television and radio in the ninth inning. I just want to lose any of that. Those moments are good. And I feel like when we're watching those moments, nobody's saying, hey, can you please hurry up? Uh, at different times in the game, yeah. That certainly happens. Well, big night tonight. Uh, we cannot wait to see this game. Dominic Hamill going for Team Puerto Rico. 24-year-old was a third-round pick by the Mets in 2021, Spelly. Not even two years ago, uh, he was drafted at Dallas Baptist in the third round uh, by the Mets going up. And he's pitching for Team Puerto Rico uh, on the Dominican side. Johnny Cueto, 15 seasons in the big leagues. He's 37 years old. Enjoy it. This may be the last shimmy and shake. Uh, that you see. We'll see what happens if they advance, but this could be it. This could be uh, the swan song. One last thing I want to tell you about a little teaser for us. I, you and I have, uh, I got you something that's on the way to you. And I also have one. Uh, they oh. are matching gifts. Um, I will tell you this right away. My wife hates it. There's a pretty decent chance your wife's going to hate it. I'm just really hoping that you like it. You might not like it. And I want you to know if you don't like it, I'm going to be okay with it. Um, but we have matching gifts. It, it's on the way. You'll probably get it man, maybe by the weekend when you get back. Um, from the Rockies game in Vegas. But I, I am so, I wasn't even going to say anything, but I'm so excited about it that I hope you love it. But if you hate it, you can tell me you hate it. But I know your wife's going to hate it because my wife you, hates it. You had you had me at my wife is going to hate it. Yeah. I'm going to love it. I'm, we'll going, I'm we'll going to love it. My wife was like, I hate that. 
And uh, it, it got a good laugh with the rest of the family. There's a little bit of uh, kind of a split decision on where the kids are, the three kids that I have. Uh, one's in all the way in, one's out, and one's kind of a tweener. Um, and so, yeah, we'll see. But that's it. That's the only tease uh, that you get. A great game tonight. Uh, it's been fun week. We'll continue here. Uh, loud out the podcast. Loud outs the show on MLB Network Radio. Uh, you can catch it 3 to 6 Eastern on most days. Also, the Saturday show, as I mentioned, with Kevin Franson and Chris Jimenez. Uh, next week, Spilly, are you back next week? Because I was told next week's kind of open. Yeah, we, we. I am back next week. Kind okay. of. Kind yeah, of. same. Because I'll finally get some games in. First television game for me is next Monday for the Rangers. Oh. Uh, but I know that I'll be on loud outs a, a couple of days next week. But finally get a chance to call a game and experience the pitch clock. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the last broadcaster, local broadcaster, that gets a chance to uh, experience. But, man, enjoyed it as always. I know you got some more games, some more travel. And uh, you need a vacation already. And the season hasn't even started yet. But you've absolutely earned one, buddy. You have. I feel like I'm on that vacation. But I also, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. Home's nice. Home's nice. All right. Appreciate you guys listening. Have a great day, everybody. Serious XM Podcasts.